Today on Movie Wildlife, we talk about Worth, Dear Evan Hansen, and Blue Bayou. It's time for Movie Wireless. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, it's Rashmi. And here's you as well. Movie Wireless is your weekly dose of film reviews, movie news, and general banter in theatres, on DVD, online streaming, or in the back of an airplane. If you love the movies, this show is for you. Greetings. Hello. Hello, everyone. Time for another podcast. We, we keep, I keep, I say this at the beginning of every episode, but this is really like fits and starts for us. The, the year hasn't gotten into like a, a rhythm. And it's nearly the end of the year. There's not much runway for us to get into rhythm now. I think this is the rhythm. <laughs> this is the way things are forever. Right, Yazdi? Plus, yeah, plus it makes sense, uh, I think, from an efficiency perspective for us to kind of record a couple of podcasts back to back. Well, that's also true. Yeah. But no, yeah. I'm just talking about the movie release cadence. I think I can't quite, oh, I can't yes. quite get... You know, it's not back to the every week where, you know, big releases. I think we're getting releases, but studios keep futzing around with release days. And we finally got Bond, which I'm really excited about. We no, haven't we seen watch yet, it. But, yeah. Um, but no, but it's 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 coming. Yeah. It's it's, it's out in the world. So I'm yeah. kind of excited about that. And I think the other thing is we haven't got into the cadence because some releases are at the cinema and then others were getting screening links. And um, it's hard to kind of keep up with it. But we sound like we're complaining. We have nothing to complain about. We always sound like we're complaining. <laughs> yes, we do. That's our <laughs> that's our ba- that's our default. I think but we should I be like complaining wallas. <laughs> yeah, we we already are. But you know, there's. I think what's also happening is that the big, big, big movies, the studios keep tinkering with it because you know they keep moving it out. And on the other hand, the small, small, small movies are being released without fanfare. So, you know, like the movie which won uh, Best Film at the Cannes Film Festival this year, it's a French movie called Titan, and it's supposed to be a total mind F. Oh. Like it's it's one of the craziest movies ever made or whatever. And it's about this woman who gets attached to a car and it goes from there sexually attached. <laughs> um, oh, and then- okay. I was going to say if it's attached to a car, it could be about Joe. <laughs> I well. take care of my car. My car takes care of me. I'll leave it oh. at that. <laughs> there was a hint of uh, impropriety there, but anyway, so that movie I would have loved to see it, but it, it just got it just got released and it's it's in theaters right now. Uh, the Card Counter, the one with yes. uh, Oscar Isaac, yes. got released without any fanfare. So yeah. I know you almost have to keep a lookout for your local indie cinema. Um, and just keep mm-hmm. an eye out for what's coming out. So I looked at our local one and both the Card Counter and Titan are both on there. Yeah. Awesome. As yeah. well as the Eyes of Tammy Faye, which we will cover next podcast, I think. Yes. Cool. Well, we have a pretty stuffed full episode today. I think we've got a couple of episodes that we're going to try and uh, deal with today. So um, do you want to jump into our three reviews let's leap in with both all feet. right so um 
I'm going to cover Worth, Dear Evan Hansen, and Blue Bayou. Let's start with the movie Worth, which we saw a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Um, and this is a... Um, gosh, is it too soon to talk about 9-11? I don't know. We always have... I always struggle with it, but um, nonetheless, they've de deemed it appropriate to, to make a movie themed around 9-11, another movie. Um, and this one is um, the basic premise is following the uh, horrific attacks on the World Trade Center. Uh, Congress appointed a vic uh, Congress appointed an attorney, um, Kenneth Feinberg, to lead the September 11th Victim Compensation Fund, assigned with allocating resources to the financial to the fact to the victims of the tra tragedy. Feinberg and his firm's head of operations, Camille, faced the impossible task of determining the worth of a life to help families who had suffered incalculable losses. Uh, movies directed by Sarah Colangelo and stars. Um, pretty good cast, actually. Michael Keaton, Stanley Tucci uh, are kind of the main leads. And then we have uh, supporting uh, roles with, uh, gosh, so many. Um, Amy Ryan, um, I'll... Tate Donovan, who I feel like there's somebody else that's escaping me, kind of a, a big name. But those are the those are kind of the leads. Um, we all three have seen this, and I think it um, was a simultaneous um, VOD release. No, it's a Netflix movie. It's so Netflix I think movie, yes. it was uh, not released in cinemas, but it's out on Netflix. So we all three have seen it. What did you all think? Yeah, to your question, Joe, about is it too soon? I mean... Just for transparency, I guess, you know, Joe and I were living on the East Coast in Princeton, New Jersey at the time this happened. And so whenever 9-11 comes around, it feels very close and very recent um, just because Princeton was one of those areas where many people used to commute into New York, into the city. And we used to. And so, um, you know, when it happened, it felt like it touched us personally um, in some ways, luckily we didn't know anyone personally who got lost, but, but, you know, we do know people who were impacted by it. Well, um, it's the kind of thing where if you didn't know somebody in our area, you knew someone that knew somebody that was affected. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I think, um, I had a bit of anxiousness, anxiety going into this. I have to say it's very well put together. I like the angle and the lens that we see 9-11 through, I think anything more would be too difficult to watch. Um, I just worried that unless you were, you're personally connected to 9-11 in some way, then I'm not sure it stands alone as a full movie. So I think it's interesting from the perspective that this was a big, big event that happened, but I don't know that it has teeth. Um, it's well acted, well directed. Um, it's an interesting story, and I don't like to say I enjoyed watching it, but it was a it was a very interesting perspective. Yesdi, yeah, I liked it a lot, and I think this is the thing: is I fear that in our push to just make movies which will bring people into the theaters, the big splashy, you know, CGI laden. Um, stories that the smaller stories based on you know things which have happened in our relative recent history might get forgotten so I'm really actually happy that this is on Netflix where everybody can watch it I I really connected with it uh, I I think the intent of the story which 
I don't know how much of it is truth. I believe probably a good portion of it is the truth. Um, is to bring a sense of anger and not necessarily anger directed at, you know, one person or a group of people or what have you, but at the system as a whole. I mean, we are, you know, in the US, one of the most uh, affluent countries in the world, and yet the system is kind of broken where, you know, the assignment of funds, you know, the, 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 the gist of it is in the title of the movie, like what, who gets what? If there's a certain amount of money to be given to victims of those who perished in 9-11, what's the worth of the death of each person? And I think that's inherently a fascinating, you know, you could argue about that forever. So it made me angry. It made me angry that the system is not better, that the system doesn't have better checks and balances. Um and it just made me think for a long time afterwards. And I think it, it, it's pretty well written. And I think it, this kind of stuff can easily float away based on your political leanings in either direction. And it kind of remains reasonably grounded. So I think the writing is pretty good. And I think, um, you know, both Michael Keaton, Stanley Tucci, Amy Ryan, all of them do a phenomenal job. So I, I thought of it as actually essential watching. Really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a very well done movie, um, you know, great cast, it's very well directed, it tells its story in a in a meaningful and, and somewhat powerful way, um, yeah, I mean, gosh, the, you know, the central theme here is, um, you know, is, is somebody who washed dishes in the windows of the world restaurant uh, worth something different to somebody who was some you know financial high powered high salary earning um you know th those those ethical questions uh, i don't think are easy to resolve in, in in any in any time you know just because somebody had larger car payments doesn't mean their life was worth more um but no it i mean it, it creates those sort of debates and it handles it very well um i think my only real disappointment if i was to say I had one is um, it delivers its message very well, but I feel like I I, I wasn't as moved by the movie, and you know, mm. it's not necessarily the nine eleven movie that we, you know, it's set around nine eleven, so it's not intended to evoke some of those emotions. Even though it's very hard to talk about nine eleven without doing so, but um, I found myself, um, you know, just kind of left a little cold by the emotionality of it. And there's some very powerful stories among this that were being told. And yet I, I didn't find myself quite um, as drawn in as I thought I might be. Yeah. I don't have too much more to say about this one. I think there were points in the movie to the point you're making, Joe, where um, it felt a little soapy for a moment, but I like how that humanized who was lost. And, yeah. and the vast diversity of who was lost and how it impacted those families. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's treating it as well as it could. Yeah, and I think that's the issue. I think it's really. I mean, if I if I had to do this, it would be really hard to find the line to follow, right? Because my heart would be drawn in one direction, my politics would drive it in another direction, and so. I think trying to find that middle ground often results in sometimes it seem, seeming a little detached. 
Um, and also, I think we all have kind of some kind of built-in numbness to what happened at 9-11. And I think we deliberately, at least I deliberately keep a distance from it because it's kind of, it may be a sore issue still. So I, I, there's a lot of things at play. Yeah. But I, I like the movie a lot and I can I can wrap up and I, I would I would recommend that people watch it. I would give it a seven and a half out of 10 and maybe back it up to a seven out of 10. I just like that these kind of truth-based stories are being told. Um, and, you know, there's an entire generation of people who have grown up since 9-11 who I think might benefit from watching something like this. And, and again, I think it speaks to um, how we have a lot of lot more work to do in terms of how how we as a governmental system, you know, with good intentions uh, work to kind of disseminate things and you know even more recently with the pandemic you know you know the government has left no stone unturned in terms of making sure that there are funds available for people who need it and we keep hearing stories about people who probably should not get it who are applying for it and getting it so so anyway to me it, it led my mind in the direction of you know we need to do better in terms of how we figure out how to disperse off funds but yeah so i i liked it yeah for me I know halves aren't allowed. For me, it would be like a six and a half if we did halves, and I'll back that down to a six. Um, it was it was good enough. It was good enough. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. It's it's a handsome movie. It's very very well told. Uh, very um, very important material too. I mean, I think that everyone. Um, should really watch this and you know i mean i don't know what we can learn societally from some of the messages i mean you know there are just some very difficult ethical questions you know what do we do about you know um gosh so many of the family situations that kind of came up in the movie and and were very real to those people and yet you know um you know we always we always tend to value things in terms of dollars and cents but there were some real you know so um but nonetheless, yeah, very, very well-made movie. Um, important viewing, uh, 7 out of 10. Okay, moving on. Uh, movie number two of the week is Dear Evan Hansen. So, Yazdi, can you tell us about that? Yes, so I can uh, give you guys uh, a summary of Dear Evan Hansen. So, uh, not too long ago, a few years ago, uh, dear Evan Hansen won the Tony for Best uh, Musical uh, on Broadway. And this is the film adaptation of that Broadway show. And uh, it tells the story about Evan Hansen, who is a high school senior, who has uh, some kind of uh, social anxiety kind of disorder. And uh, his journey of self-discovery and acceptance following the suicide of a fellow classmate. And... Uh, it's directed by Stephen Chbosky, and uh, he is most known for writing the book uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, and he also directed the movie version of that particular story. Uh, the, the movie, uh, the writers include Stephen Levinson, who wrote the screenplay, uh, Justin Paul, uh, who wrote the lyrics, and then Benj Pasek, uh, who also was involved with the stage play music and lyrics. Uh, the movie stars Ben Platt, uh, Julianne Moore, Caitlin Dever, and uh, uh, Amy Adams. So pretty, uh, pretty major cast. I know that in the transition from 
the stage show to the play, they brought in some big name actors, uh, uh, such as Julianne Moore and Amy Adams. And of course, uh, Amanda Stenberg is in this movie as well in a, in a, in a lead role. Um, and so I really wanted to see this, uh, mostly because I'm curious how a Broadway play, which was very well regarded, won Tonys for everyone concerned, somehow transferred to a movie that has almost become a sport in the last couple of weeks as I've been reading reviews of this movie is everybody's trashing this movie. Like it, like the, <laughs> the, the reviews could not be more blistering. So I'm, I'm just curious how something like that could have happened. So I really wanted to watch it. I, I missed the time to watch the screening link we had received. Uh, but I know the both of you were more punctual than I was or better <laughs> prepared than I was or better planned. So you both watched it. So, are are the other critics right to poop on this movie? Well, you know who's not hating on this is the audience. Um, the Rotten Tomato, we talk about this from time to time, but the Tomatometer from the Snooty Critics is 31% and the audience score is 88%. And I'm always mm. curious when that, that kind of divergence happens um, because, you know, it, it's happened... More than once. And sometimes it's the other way around. You know, something that's very critically well received um, has a very low audience score. So just just an observation there. But I'll, I'll jump in. I mean, I'm with the audience on this one, honestly. Um, I was not expecting this movie to be a musical, so I had done no homework. And when the opening scene uh, played out, um, I think it was from my window or one of the, the I forget the name of the song, um, I was a little taken aback and I was like, Oh, are we watching a dream sequence? Like, what is this? Well, you know, but nonetheless, once my brain settled into the fact that we were watching a musical, um, I found myself quite um, engaged by the whole thing. I think the the songs are are really strong in this one. They're all they all feel very derivative. So, I mean, there were a couple of different songs that I was like, "Where's you know, where's that kind of musical sequence from?" Um, I think you made it your mission to find the I song did, it for bug, a while. It, it bugs me because there's there's very strong influences from the world of pop in in all of these songs. But nonetheless, um, they're they're very good numbers, and I think emotionally the work the movie actually, unlike you know the movie we just talked about, worth had an effect on me i found myself um you know quite moved by uh, the whole experience by the end of it and i have no idea why the critics are, are beating on this I, I can only think if you've seen the stage play maybe it's missing something i think there's been a lot of talk about the lead being too old for the role but i didn't know i didn't know it wasn't an issue for me um as a as an audience member so you know i, I guess i'm i'm interested to pick apart what those uh, critical lashings are all about. Rashmi. I'm with Joe this week. Um, I I am also embarrassed to say I didn't know anything about this either as a musical or as a stage play and so came to it with very fresh eyes. And the first thing I wrote was, oh, it's a musical. Um, and it was a stage play. Like I was surprised by that. I think the issue is it's a really interesting topic handled in a really interesting way. So... At its core, it's really about a, a teenage suicide um, and it's about an anxiety disorder. And so those are very difficult topics to cover. And then you put this musical in it and you make it bright and, and put like dance numbers or dream sequences in. And it, it can be awkward, I think. But for me, it didn't feel awkward because 
The songs are really strong and they're really good. Just as Joe said, it has great editing. I don't normally notice editing and I feel like it had really great editing. And I think, you know, whatever you say about Ben Platt, yeah, he does look older than a 17 year old, but he plays it so convincingly. And by all accounts, he's actually the one who was in the original stage play. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's so honest. It's such an honest, raw performance that it, that it draws you in. And so I got past the fact that he actually looks like a 25 year old in a 17 year old body, so to speak. Um, and I like that it covers so much, right? It covers suicide and family and single families and grief and self-worth and confidence. My only criticism is there's a lot of crying. Um, but I think we will see this one in the Oscar musical section. The songs are really good. So I, I enjoyed it. I think, I mean, I, I was really curious to watch this, like I said before, of the reviews I've read and the podcasts that I've listened to that I often do. Besides ours? I think the single, the sing, pardon me? Besides ours. Yeah, besides ours. Ours is always the first. Always right. I love to listen to my own voice. <laughs> uh, yes, and always right too, yeah. Uh, but I think the one big criticism that I've seen is that 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 people are saying that the lead character, Evan Hansen, does something which is so cruel and so irresponsible that he flips from being somebody you should sympathize with to somebody who is just hateful for what mm. he does. And again, I haven't seen it, but I think that's the problem people have is you are kind of glorifying somebody who does a terrible mm. thing. So I, I think that's where people have a criticism. But I think if you haven't watched the play or don't know anything about it, if you're coming into it cold, as I would, I haven't seen the play either, maybe all those things don't matter and then you process it the way you do when you watch it. I mean, here's what I'll say to that particular criticism. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, you could argue that the movie's moral compass is maybe a little miscalibrated in, in the sense of, um, you know, what the lead character does um, is reprehensible. But the movie plays it out with its consequences. And yes, you know, it does wrap things up um, in, you know, somewhat kind of neatly. Um, and, you know, maybe if you don't buy that central argument, then the movie's not going to work for you. But, I mean, honestly, the, the thing that he does that is so heinous, um, I think has a good grounding in the background of the character. Like, it's it's understandable. And it's a mistake. And it's the kind of mistake that a teenager would make. And so, um, for me, I didn't have a problem with that. And, you know, again, it's one of those situations where a lie becomes another lie becomes a bigger lie because you have to cover the original lie. And then you know, it spirals out of control very quickly. Um, and sure, maybe, you know, there was a point at which I, I was literally like, and this is how I say the movie worked on me. There was a point at which I was like, there is no, there is no resolution to this situation. The situation is so bad for everyone involved that this situation is completely unresolvable. Like this, this is just going to end in, in, in pain and tears for every character on screen like I can't see how you would resolve this moment and you know I think if you didn't buy into that kind of sense of the walls closing in and the uh, you know again I, I don't think any of that's too spoilery but I think you know 
the the character makes a mistake and then it builds and builds into something huge and sure if people don't like that in a movie i think most movies in hollywood with a dramatic arc that kind of sinks and then you know corrects itself would fail i mean i think you know i think that's a little that's a little harsh and some of the other criticisms i'm reading here is uh, yeah the age of the character um the um yeah, I guess they're, they're just saying it's not a, not not a believable story, and you know, okay, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm just not with the critics on this one at all. No, me neither. And I think the movie is elevated by the great performances of Amy Adams and Julianne Moore. The female performances, Caitlin Dever as well, who we who we remember from Booksmart, really good performances. And these short are hard. Till Twelve before that, right? These yes. are hard to do, mm-hmm. um, and then to sing that emotively but the way that the again that's why I kind of mentioned the editing the way the the music you know is is sung through the movie makes sense now of course you know yes you and I grew up with Bollywood so we're very comfortable with any type of musical I think um but it's sincere I think it's very sincere Mm. yeah I can wind this one up I I really like this movie um I don't know if we'll make any acting lists at the end of the year, given we're coming towards that. The season is upon us. Um, but I think this is a solid a solid seven from me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on higher. I'm going to give this one an eight. The movie really worked for me. And I think I am kind of prone to being manipulated by music. And this, yeah. mo- this movie you does... You do like a good musical. Uh, but this, mu- yeah. this movie does a lot of that. But the songs are catchy. Um, they're quite memorable in and this is gonna sound horrible but in kind of the good disney way like you know a good disney Mm -hmm. little mermaid or you know one of the alan menken soundtracks this kind of had that same effect on me i followed the songs along um you know it was lyrically um had it had a feel like hamilton in some way so it was it was poppy it was bouncy it was um you know it it just worked so yeah i think it's um I, I really like this movie. And How, I think, you know, I think most people will. I mean, I don't, again. I well, don't, it shows by the audience score. Yeah. That, and that's why I've kind of had to point that out because I was like, gosh, that's the first I've seen of this uh, critical uh, yeah. mess. Yes, have we convinced you to, to watch it? No, I've always wanted to watch it because I'm, I'm curious about it. It kind of reminds me of um, While You Were Sleeping. Remember that movie about with Sandra Bullock and uh, her her she's a she's a yes yeah, very she's a cute train, yeah, yeah very, very very cute, cute. where this person is par- is uh in a coma and his 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 family thinks that she, he is yes she is her fiance and she goes Correct. along with the lie until it gets bigger and bigger but i think that's a whole other thing this is far more serious yeah but no i'm i'm it's a, I'm good, there. And it's I, a good comparison actually but it's not a comedy yeah and i you know i think the history of hollywood is about actors playing much older roles than they actually are. So I, I, that doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I was frankly, the only surprise here for me was uh, Julianne Moore, because I don't think of her necessarily as a singer. I mean, she, I, she normally, her, her speaking voice is pretty tinny. So, and I presume she sings in the movie as well. So and it's good uh, enough. maybe she doesn't. It's yeah. good enough. Okay. It's she, not much. Okay. It's good enough. It's an important moment in the movie. Um, and yes, I think I, it was a little jarring for me to see her burst out into song because I don't think of her in that way. Um, yeah. 
But, you know, it like Rashmi said, I don't think... I don't want to knock her singing, but, you know, I don't think that she should quit She's acting and become yeah. a singer. But she did, right. she did a good job and the moment... More importantly, the moment worked in the movie. It's, it's yeah. a really important moment for both characters involved in the scene and it, it, it hit the target. Yeah, and I have to give... Ben Platt's getting a lot of criticism for the age thing, but I have to say he has to demonstrate quite a range of emotion yeah. and he did mm -hmm. really well. Like he has to go from very, I, very sad to ecstasy, euphoria. I would euphoria. actually love to see him on a best actor list for this because, it, again, the performance I thought was, I mean, just his whole physicality. Yes. Um, he inhabited this character. Um, there was a lot of crying and the crying was extraordinarily believable yeah i mean you know um because he, he did win the tony for the stage play yeah uh, sure and i think yeah. again i felt i felt those moments mm -hmm. so yeah go and watch it yazdi and we can yeah, have yeah. a chat when you've watched it <laughs> see if you you Definitely. agree or disagree with us yes he's yeah, gonna poo poo sure. it i know no i don't think no. he will. He won't poop on it. i no, think you'll like it sucker. i think you'll like yeah, it i'm a sucker for yeah. Emotionally you know, manipulative. Sobby, sobby story. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a Yazdi movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> movie number three is Blue Bayou. So, Bayou, Bayou. I don't know how to Bayou. say it. Bayou. 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 Okay, so uh, I have the intro to this one. So, as a Korean-American man raised in the Louisiana Bayou, um, he works hard to make a life for his family. He must confront the ghosts of his past as he discovers that he could be deported from the only country he has ever called home. So an interesting kind of like a DACA scenario, mm -hmm. it feels like, um, for those of us in the U.S. Um, it has an impressive cast, including, um, I think it's Justin Chon, who plays Antonio LeBlanc, Blanc, who's the main character, Alicia Vikander, who plays Kathy, his wife, and then a whole bunch of supporting people as well. Um, and this is written and directed by um, Justin Chon. Mm -hmm. um, so, Yazdi, you're the only one. Um, so he's acting, directing, and Correct. written it um and, and lead role yes. and lead role yes wow um that's a lot um and uh yes you're the only one of us who saw this unfortunately we were not available to watch the screening um i really want to watch this one and i'm excited mm -hmm. to hear what you think about alicia vikander because it feels like something a little different for her so should we rush out and see this one later today I think you should because <clears throat> the movie is not without its faults, but I think it has its heart in the right place. It's absolutely a labor of love. Uh, you can tell just by by knowing that this is written and directed and you know and and lead acted by Justin John. Justin John was born and brought up in Irvine, not one hour from where we live, and oh. he has been uh, a pretty big presence at the San Diego Asian Film Festival. So actually, when we went for the screening, the previous head, uh, the previous president of the San Diego Asian Film Festival gave us a little reminder about his, you know, his uh, role in the Asian film scene in Southern California in particular. That's great. And the movie and the movie has uh, it's very, very effective. Uh, 
it you know it has its heart in the right place and uh, i think few people will reach the end credits without being very very moved by it and uh, i you know originally thought it was about dhaka as well which is uh, you know for those who are not in the us it's the uh, obama era program which allowed kids who had um you know who were illegal at the time of their birth in the united states but who had spent all their lives all their lives uh, in the us to be excused uh, so that's the daca program but actually this is not about the daca program i i was surprised to find as well yeah. it's actually it's actually with, it's a, it's on a very similar topic but it's actually uh based on an arcane law which was in effect or it continues to be in effect which is that if you are a if you were born in another country and if you were adopted into the united states even if your parents your adoptive parents did all the right paperwork all the legal stuff if they did not fill out a follow up form like a year later then that could be grounds for deportation wow. if you get That's if you are terrible. older it's terrible if you're older and if you get caught in a petty crime or got got caught in anything as a criminal if that form was not filled out then uh that could be grounds for deportation and many many people have been deported because of that um so you know it's 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 an important issue which needs to be brought to people's attention uh but i think even if you're not concerned about the politics it's just a beautifully told story uh here's my issue with the movie and it's all somewhat minor but i think this this particular filmmaker he's he's in his early 30s and he's already written and directed and starred in like three movies to date um he is an overly uh, impassioned individual so you know when a gentle touch will do he bangs he hammers everything so there are there's you know the title of the movie there's so much symbolism in this movie and it's all so overwrought you know anytime somebody is sad the violence literally <laughs> go on and right. it's not just one violin it's like 27 violins which are like screeching away so it's it's really heavy handed and i me maybe it works for the majority of the audience for me it felt like really heavy handed um so it i i just wish that there was a little bit of a more of a subtle touch to it um and you know it's a great story and i think to him you know acknowledging that he's the writer and director i really give him props for creating a lead character who is pretty much a jerk you know he's not mm. a good person he is uh you know he's kind of irresponsible uh you know he's deeply flawed he has his reasons but he's proud he's selfish he's prickly his he's quick to burn uh, to burst into anger which works works against his cause right when when the system is against you you cannot be angry it only makes things worse but he cannot help being who he is so i really like that there is a lot of complexity and layers to this central performance like it would be easy to say oh there is the saint of a person and look he's getting deported but no i mean he's making the case that even if somebody is not a saint even if they are flawed and even if they are maybe indulging in some criminal act uh, criminal activities that is not enough to deport that person based on some ridiculous law so i really like that he went that extra effort to create this fully rounded character mm. um uh, 
my to me the on the one and only reason to see this movie is Alicia, Alicia Vikander. I mean I know, she's I'm been, reading that this may be her best performance yet. You know, we always liked Alicia Vikander and uh you know she came out of nowhere and she won an Oscar best supporting actress for that movie with uh, Eddie Redmayne, uh the Danish girl. Yes. And since then people didn't really care for Danish girl. There's been a bit of a backlash that she probably never deserved to win the Oscar. Well, if anybody Not for that role, yeah. thinks she didn't deserve to win the Oscar, yeah, they should. Yeah, she was great in it, but they should watch this movie. She is in a whole other movie where everything she does is subtle and authentic and real. And how great that a Swedish actress can play a Southern American woman, you know, down on her luck, you know, at the lower level of the economic, at the lower rungs of the economic ladder. I mean... She is so absolutely believable at every every part of the wow. movie, even when the script seems to be turning its gears all around her uh, to make things more and more. Uh, you know, at some point you're like, how many how many more bad things can happen to this person, right? So it, it the, the the script kind of overdoes it, but she's just so centered and so wonderful. It's easily one of her best performances, and I I, I really liked her. Yeah. Okay, so. Summing up. Um, so, you know, somewhere between a seven and an eight, but I will kind of, based on the fact that, uh, you know, we live in Southern California and I want to encourage, you know, talent, Southern California, homegrown talent. It's an independent movie. I think Vikander is taking a big risk being in a small movie like this. And, sh- and you know, she's so good here. And the movie has its heart in the right place, even though it kind of, you know, bludgeons you in the in the head with it so i'm i'm going to give the movie the benefit of the doubt and give it an eight out of ten i think most people will will it's impossible to come away from this without being very very moved awesome. yep i think we might have to go there this afternoon joe yeah sounds yeah. good to me all right well thank you um yes uh yeah sounds like that one is definitely worth watching let's close up this this podcast because we've got other movies that we have to review so the eyes of tammy Faye, annette and the many saints of newark are coming up in our next show so thank you very much for listening as always uh, mail at moviewallers.com twitter.com slash moviewallers facebook.com slash moviewallers instagram.com slash moviewallers um do follow us it really um it's great to get connections and feedback okay Until our next podcast, a too many movies, too little time. Goodbye from me. And me. And me as well.